tries to sing along with Amy, and then all of a sudden my voice is cracking. I mean, they just go higher and higher, and, I, and I'm like, eventually I'm just out of breath. And it's like, Thanks, Amy. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's amazing to listen to Bill and then Doug, and then the, the message on Sunday. It sounds like there's going to be some redundancy, which means the Holy Spirit speaking to us. I mean, that's just, there's no way around it. Um, first, I want, I want to welcome everybody who's watching from home. Uh, thank God for technology, right? Some people have chosen to stay home. Some people have to stay home. Some people just maybe play golf late. I don't know. But either way, you either get to plug in now online or, or you get to watch it later. So I thank God for technology because he's using it to his advantage, right? His word is going out over the internet, over the airwaves. And uh, we've got to give him glory for that. So, you know, in church on Sunday, I, I had this thought because a, a lady sitting behind me, as soon as pastor started to close, she was like, oh, I was like, this is the only church that I've ever been to where people are actually disappointed when the pastor starts his close. I'm like, that's that's a good thing. That's a testament to you, Pastor. Good luck, because, you know, and all the other teachers here, it's uh, it's really awesome. But you know what it is? This church body is hungry. They just are. Right? That's why we just keep coming back because this is the right place for for my family to be. This church body is hungry for the word of the Lord. And um, you know, and the church isn't an audience to be entertained. It's not. You know, I don't come here to get entertained. I come here because I'll, I'm in training. I'm in training for battle. You know, a lot of you guys may know or may not know, but. I'm former military, and I know there's always a battle just over the horizon. It's going to come. So we're either going to be equipped for it or we're not. So this church body is training for that emotionally, physically, and spiritually, and I'm thankful for that. So um, pastor asked me to uh, to do this three weeks ago, maybe four. I don't know. But I had no idea where we would be as a society as a human race on the earth. I had no idea. Nobody knew. I didn't know. And I got to looking at my notes and it looks like a bowl of spaghetti. I mean, it is just, it's all over the map. I started, I was just like, because everything that it was just, it was just pouring out, pouring out, pouring out, pouring out. And I was getting it all down. By the time I laid eyes on it to try to make sense of some sort of, couldn't do it. I was, and until this morning, I was still looking at it and was like, because what, what I was going to say last week and what I was going to say the week before and what I was going to say, like, God's like, no, like none of that's even relevant today. Like this morning, it, it wasn't relevant because <laughs> it's just the way it is. Um, so the message is not refined and I, I make no apologies. It's just not. I, I didn't practice it. I didn't, normally I would. I'll, I'll say this too. I've spoken in front of thousands, tens of thousands from stage. With confidence and strength and, and boldness. And today I walked in here and I was like, I'm just, I'm vulnerable. I'm vulnerable. Heart's open. My mind's open. I'm just, I'm vulnerable. And we're going to put together something that hopefully will encourage, inspire, and equip us as a people group, as Christians, to go out and be prepared for battle. So, um, things are different in our world now. At home. Um, 
This morning, our internet was like at a turtle's pace. Apparently, everybody's working from home in my neighborhood, right? Um, our kids are homeschooling. Never in my life I, I had a desire to homeschool my children. It is just not in my blood. So I'm the PE coach. So we went to the golf course, and, and that's okay. I tell the kids, like, Daddy loves PE, lunch period, of course, right? <laughs> and I like math, so... They get to watch me do some work. And then, uh, and then all these events have been canceled. Church isn't canceled. Church has never been canceled. You know that, right? Like, never. Since Jesus showed up on the scene, church has never been canceled. So church is not canceled. Other things are. There's a TP shortage. <laughs> hey, it's a real thing. I walk through HEB, and I'm like, look at all these empty aisles. Hey, there's a TP shortage. And, and so what I did, I was like, oh, I wonder how Jesus wiped whenever... 2,000 years ago, I'm like, well, if he did it, I can do it, right? So I'm not, I'm not concerned with that. Um, last night, I had to cook green cauliflower. They, they don't have any white cauliflower at H-E-B. You guys have green cauliflower? They call it broccoli flour. It looks like broccoli, but it tastes like cauliflower. And then, uh, and then of course, we have cookies just absolutely coming out of our ears. And I'm like, and I didn't want to be a baker. I just wanted to encourage my kids to do something to add value to people. So... Things are different. And, and some of you guys know that last year was a very challenging year for us. 2019, uh, mid-July, we lost 100% of our income like that. In a roaring economy, you guys know this, economy's been good. In a roaring economy, things changed, things happened that were out of our control, and we lost 100% of our income. So now I'm over here going, wait a minute. This is like 2019 versus 2020. Which one's going to be, which one's going to be toughest, right? Like they're battling it out because, I'm like, hello, it's crazy. But hearing testimonies like Doug's, and like what I'm about to share with you guys should encourage you, because yes, things are challenging, but uh, it's really up to us what we want to what we want to take part in. So. Tonight's uh, message, I titled it um, a couple of weeks ago, and it's actually the same message. But there, false evidence appearing real. Fear. You, you've heard it. You heard it on, I told Pastor on Sunday, I was like, you're never going to believe this because he was speaking about fear. It's like, that's titled my message. He's like, but see, it's not my message. It's his message given to me to share with you guys. And so the, what it was a couple of weeks ago... The original intent was to share some personal experiences, you know, and make it about, you know, where we've been and the struggles we're going through and and to give someone hope and encouragement. But it's really, it's transformed in the last 24 hours. It's really, it's, it's really different. I had no idea where we would be today because the false evidence is everywhere. It's over the media. It's over the internet, social media. I got a I got a message from somebody today that told me, hold a hair dryer in front of my face and breathe it in, you know, because hot air kills viruses. And I'm like, I've got the Holy Spirit. I'm like, and I don't own a hair dryer. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I don't I don't think I've ever used a hair dryer. I don't know. And I was just like, well, thanks for the tip, but have you seen my head? I mean, really. So it's it's kind of crazy. And, and, you know, Nora, I'm, 
normally when I, when I teach, I'm, I'm really strong. I have a strong message and I'm fired up and I'm just like, oh, I'm all encouraged. But on the drive here, on the drive here, I got the realization that a lot of people are about to go through what we've been going through. And, and that's, that's heavy. So Gina prayed sometime last year and I told her to stop it. Um, she, she prayed to God, Lord, break my heart for what breaks yours. I'm like, why would you do that? Like, because he's gonna, he answers our prayers. Guess what? Our heart's been breaking. Our hearts have been breaking for our friends, for our family members, for our church congregation. Like, and it's gonna, and he's breaking our heart. But it's, it's good because we, it makes us compassionate. It's not a, it's not a strong attribute that I have. Just be honest, but we're all in training, right? So it's making us compassionate about that. So fear, false evidence appearing real. I want to tell you guys this: we're all in a different place, and I don't want you to know that your feelings matter, like how you feel. Because some people feel like right now, if you're if you're looking at the market and you're like, oh, this is a great opportunity. When everything goes down, if you like, some people are encouraged. Other people are like, when the market goes down, they're like, they're, well, oh no, what am I going to do? You know, my plans for six months from now are changed. So everybody's feelings are important, and and that's important for you guys to know because everyone responds differently. Um, I look at the folks in the congregation. I realize that some people are more experienced than others. Right? Pastor stands up here and is like. Do not fear. And I'm like, but I'm afraid, right? So, but he's got more experience than in things that I do and that some of you do. And there's, there's people that are more seasoned. I won't, I won't do what Doug did. I'm just, <laughs> love you, Doug. But there, there's people that have been through situations that I've never seen before. And they're in, a, they're, they're in our midst. And we get to lean on that. And they're more mature, more more seasoned. And, and what I'm experiencing at age 44, Larry could say, hey, buddy, let me tell you, man, when I was 44, th- this is what we went through. And it could be ten time, tenfold what I'm experiencing, but he could use that as leverage to lift me up. Hey, and that's what we're supposed to do for each other. Um, so, and then people are just more mature in their faith walk. There's no doubt about that. There's people in here, there's people watching from home that I have no idea what they've been through compared to the no TP at HEB, you know? Like, that's just not a big deal. So I want to just encourage you guys. We're, we're here to help each other along along the way. Um, and, and we have no idea what's going to happen. Don't have a clue what's going to happen with everything that's going on. But we do know this. We serve a mighty God. He's not surprised. He is not surprised at all at what's happening. He's not up, up in heaven just wringing his hands. Oh, the Dow, the Dow dropped 2,000 points. What am I going to do? Oh, people are sick. Oh, what are we going to do? Oh, I mean, just name it. People don't have toilet paper. Oh, God does not care about any of the little things that we get all wadded up about. Yeah, I gotta be careful. Because some of you guys have your minds in the wrong place. Um, 
So anyway, he's not surprised. He, he, he doesn't. I, I say he doesn't care. You, he cares. He cares more than anybody. But he's not concerned. He's got it all in his hands. And he knows the beginning from the end. And the end from the beginning. Um, in, in reading my Bible, and I've got a, a devotional I've been reading. It's Men of the Bible. And, uh, and it's filled with people who are afraid. It's in a, it's a re, that's a real emotion. That's a real emotion. God, God knows it's a real emotion. But I'm highly encouraged because bad people are being used for good. Afraid people are being encouraged all throughout Scripture. I'm like, that's me. I'm a bad man. But God's going to use me for good. I was scared. But now I'm encouraged. Right? Because it just takes an instant. Right? What happened to you this morning, Bill? It just took an instant for you to say, I remember who I am. I remember who I am. So, you know, the, the command, do not fear. It shows up. I read somewhere it's like 365 times. I don't know. It was like one time for every day. I've never counted. It could be 850. It could be 12. I don't know. I've never counted it. But I do know that it's in the Bible a lot. And, uh, and there's a reason why. Um, if you read in Genesis 3, 9 through 10. Genesis. From the very beginning of mankind. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said, where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. And I hid myself. It's a real raw emotion to be afraid. So when I'm afraid, God's not, he's not, oh no, buddy's afraid. Oh no, Gina's afraid. Hey, he knew. He, he gave us everything. He gave us our emotions. He, so he's not concerned with that, that, that he can't help us. Because he gave us our emotions. He gave us our thoughts. He gave us our heart. Same thing, Genesis eighteen fifteen. The Lord said to uh, Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Surely... Uh, I, shall, I shall not uh, bear a child. I'm old. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. But here's the thing. Sarah denied it. She said, oh, I didn't say that. I didn't laugh. Why did she deny it? Because she was afraid. See, you guys don't even want to say the word. Like it's taboo. Why did Sarah deny it? Because she was afraid. She was afraid. And he said, no, you did laugh. But see, Abraham was scared. Remember when he said, oh, this is, this is my sister. He, there, was, there was some fear there, some trepidation. Moses was afraid. He, he was living a comfortable life. And God said, no, no, you, you got to go get my people out of Egypt. And he was afraid. And he made excuses. Oh, God, this is why I can't. I mean... How many times do we make it? God says, buddy, you're going to do this. No, I'm not. Here I am. Job. Job was afraid. And Jesus. You know, Jesus, God let him experience everything that humanity has to offer. The good, the bad, the ugly, the death. So it's a real raw emotion. But we have God's word. Amen. God's word. 
It's a continual reminder of the humanity that we all have. But it's also a reminder of our calling to a higher place. I hear Siri back there. Thank you, Siri, for piping up. But Christians, you know, we shouldn't be surprised at all at what takes place on the earth. The reason, the reason why, guys, we've got a crystal ball. Like, why are we so surprised? Oh, no, something 19. Like, that, is, that doesn't freak me out. Like, I've got a crystal ball. That stuff's been around forever. Plagues, whatever. Disease. What, we pray it off every week. Every week we're in here praying against those things. So we've got a crystal ball. You've got the crystal ball. It tells the, the history. It tells our past. It tells our future. It tells us our present. We've got it all in the palm of our hands of what we're supposed to do, and it's good. Ecclesiastes 1, 9 through 11. This is what we should really understand, guys. That which has been done is what will be. That which is done is what will be done. There is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which has been said, see, this is new. It's already been in ancient times before us. There's no remembrance of former things, nor will be there any remembrance of things that are to come by those who will come after. Nothing new. Nothing new. Yes, I saw early. I guess there was an earthquake in Salt Lake City. Anybody see that? Is that the first one in Salt Lake City? No. They had another one in 1992. But it's news today because of the sensationalism. It's just one more thing to get people distracted. It's one more thing. How about heartbreak? I've experienced heartbreak today. That's not new. Sadness? War? I mean, my God is a God of war and peace. War is not new. Market crashes? Not new. Plague? Disease? Death? Crime? Not new. None of that. You know what else isn't new? Peace. That's not new. Love. That's not new. We've had it before. We'll have it again. We have it right now. Joy. Who's got some joy in their heart? The joy of the Lord is my strength. That it's not a new thing. It says it right there in the Word. Everything has an equal and opposite. Birth. We celebrate birth and death. Pastor told me if I was late today that I was going to get to meet Jesus. I don't know whether to be scared or to celebrate because both of them are okay by me. How about hope? We have hope. When you have disparity, what's the equal and opposite? Hope. And salvation. We have our salvation. So none of the rest of that stuff matters. Let the earth rumble. Earthquake. Ooh. Wildfires. Ooh. Nothing new. We have salvation. You know who else was afraid? King David. David struggled with fear. His life was in grave danger. King Saul was uh, chasing after him. He was pursuing him. He wanted to kill him. And David wasn't perfect. And I get inspired by that as well. He wasn't perfect. He, he, but he took it all to the Lord. So when I wake up at 3 or 4 in the morning, 
And Gina, I'll tell you, that's been happening more and more often. Because God's calling me out. Calling me out. Come speak with me. Come speak with me. And I get to take it all to God. And say, that's what David did. And, you know, but we're left with a beautiful mosaic of poetry in the Psalms. And it's an amazing read. And I, sometimes I'll close my eyes and just imagine if I were David in the desert running for my life. What would that look like? In Psalm 25, 1 through 11. It says, To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. I've been doing that in the mornings. Early, early. I can't sleep. Lord, I lift up my soul. Oh my God, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Indeed, let no one who waits on you be ashamed. No shame. Let no one who waits on you, Lord, be ashamed. Let those be ashamed who deal treacherously with cause, without cause. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your path. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are a God of my salvation. Amen. On you I wait all the day. Remember, Lord, your tender mercies and your loving kindness. For they are from old, not the new under the sun. They are from old. Do not remember the sins of my youth. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Nor my transgressions. According to your mercy, remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord. Pardon my iniquity, for it is great. See, that's how I know David was, he was a sin. He says, Lord, pardon my iniquity. I know he was a bad man. He wasn't perfect. There's only one perfect man. That's Jesus See, I'm not self-righteous. I know that I'm, I'm a disobedient person. And God says, do not fear. Well, God, I'm afraid. That, that's disobedience. I'm like, I don't know. Don't, don't drink strong drink. Well, I've done that. Like, I know. Like, I know I'm not so self-righteous to stand up here and say, oh, I'm not scared of anything. Because that wouldn't be the truth and I would be a liar. And that, to me, is worse than being disobedient. Because this is what I do know. We're covered by the blood of Christ. We are covered. And I also know God won't destroy the righteous with the unrighteous. That would go against his word. He will not destroy the righteous with the unrighteous. You guys remember when... when uh, I, I, man, I can't even remember. I don't, God was going to destroy a city. Right? He's going to destroy a city. Sodom, that's right. And they said, God, what if there's righteous people in there? What if there's 50? Oh, okay, well, I won't. I won't destroy it if there's 50. And then he said, what if there's what if there's 30? Okay, I won't if there's... And he whittled it down. I mean, he's negotiating with God. I'm like, we can do that. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, here we go. Because I'm married to an Asian and, and they like to negotiate everything. Everything is negotiable. Come on. But that's the cool thing, guys. He won't cause us shame. We, we will go through the valley of the shadow. But we, we'll come out squeaky clean. There'll be no shame. That's why, that's why we've got to open up. We've got to be transparent. I, I, don't, guys, I care so much that I stop caring. I, really, I don't care what anybody thinks of me. I'm going to be forthright. I'm going to be open. 
I'm not ashamed because God says that I will not be shamed. So I'm not going to hide behind some facade. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. And here's what I'll tell you. Maybe a month and a half ago or so, maybe it's two months, I don't know. I cried out to God. I did. We were, I was looking, and I'm the finance guy at our house, and I was looking at our accounts, and I, was, and I started weighing what most would consider a luxury, I do, is private tuition, private school for our kids. But it's a Christian school, so it matters because I want them to be in the right environment. But I was looking at their private tuition, I was looking at our bank account, and I started weighing the two. And I started telling my wife, we're going to have to make a decision real soon. Because when you commit to the school, you commit for the whole year. And even though I have a crystal ball, I'm still a human. Right? And I cried out to God. And I said, God, I'm afraid. I'm absolutely terrified. I need you. It was that second part that was so important. It wasn't, God, I'm, I'm afraid. I was calling out. And I was in tears. I said, God, I need you. Because I'm afraid, I need you. Not because I'm afraid I need money. Who cares? Money comes and goes. In my house, it flows faster than water. It's a... <laughs> but I need a guy. And I wasn't afraid to call out to him. And I told him, just like when my kids say, Daddy, will you close the closet door before I go night-night? Why? Because I'm afraid. Can you close the blinds? Why? Because I'm afraid. It's a natural human emotion. But this is what I do know. God has a plan for me. He's got a plan for you too. See, he has a plan. I don't have a plan. I got married, had kids. Whatever plans I had, throw them out the window because they're, they're subject to change. You guys know that, some of you. They just, they change. But I was reminded recently, real recently, and, I, and look, guys, I'm not the emotional type, but for some reason, it's just like one thing after another after another. I want you guys to take a look at this picture. Because while we were skiing in Utah last week, Enjoying the slopes, right? So much fun, snow, beauty, kids, laughter. Captain Moises Navas right there uh, on the left. We were stationed with him in uh, Hawaii. Husband, father of four kids, under the age of 10, loves the Lord. Last week, he and uh, is that gunnery sergeant Diego Pongo. They got to go meet their maker. Rooting out evil, true evil, not people rushing through HEB stealing toilet paper. You know, it's a true evil. They were, they were doing our our nation's business, and our friend lost his life. So when I when I look at you know, in comparison is the thief of joy. You guys know that, right? So when I look at a situation, I'm like, oh, I wish that was me, or I'm glad that's not me. We, I don't do that, but I do, 
I do have the maturity to look at something and be like, it's not that bad. It might not be that good, but it's not that bad. And we have to be reminded of those things. And I was reminded of that. Because that could have been me. I'm not afraid to strap on my boots and go defend freedom and democracy. But we got to have a heart. So when Gina prayed, Lord, break my heart for what breaks yours. Stop, please. Because <laughs> he answers our prayers. But he has a plan. God has a plan for, for these guys. Both of them were fathers, by the way. Um, he's got a plan for their children. He's got a plan for their, for Lisette, Moses' uh, widow. He's got a plan. But fear. Really, what, fear is fear is fear is fear. It's just a word. It's just a word. But it's also the driving, driving force that causes some people to freeze and others to move. And we've got to ask, when there's fear, what am I going to do? See, fear of the Lord should call us into action. It should, because we have fear, but that's a healthy fear of the Lord. About fear and awe, right? And awe, adoration, reverence of the Lord. Fear of the Lord. Because the fear of the Lord is my strength. Move in a direction toward the Father. He knows the way. That I mentioned, He knows the way. We have a crystal ball. He's already told us the beginning of the end. So, and you guys heard it before. When there's chaos, I don't even know who said it, but be still. Just be still. So when the Holy Spirit wakes me at 3 and 4 and 5 a.m., when I didn't go to bed till midnight or later, and it's my fault. I can just be still in his presence and he'll speak to me. So what are we supposed to do? What are we to do? With everything that's going on, what are we to do? I, I would tell you, but I don't have to because the word tells you. It tells you, live your best life. Just live your best life. Be safe. There's a lot of unsafe things happening, right? But be wise. Have wisdom. Where do we get our wisdom? From the word. And be still. Luke chapter 17, verse 26 through 30. And it was in the days of Noah. And so it will be in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. They were living their best life. Likewise, it was also in the days of Lot. They ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of the Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so it will be when the Son of Man is revealed. So what are we to do? Live our best life. Have joy and peace and prosperity. And though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we're not going to fear evil. We're going to have a healthy reverence, fear of the Lord. It tells us what to do. I'm not telling you what to do because you wouldn't listen to me, but you'll listen to the Lord. See, we're covered by salvation, grace, and hope. I was thinking about this. There was a, um, a lady who was on a podcast or radio I was listening to, and she said 70% of people 
suffer from what they call uh, uh, imposter syndrome. You guys heard of that? Imposter syndrome? That means seven out of ten people, seven out of ten, don't feel qualified, experienced, smart enough, bright enough, tall enough, whatever it is. They just feel like they're an imposter. Seventy percent. And I was, I was asking God, like, why is that important? Like, why should that be important to me? Because I'm a Christian. I've, I've got to know who I am. That should tell you guys out there. I would say our, our averages are probably higher in here because you're here on a Wednesday night. You know who you are. And that's good. But just think about we're supposed to have a heart for humanity, right? Think about 70% of the people out there feel like they're imposters. That could be. Could you imagine what that would feel like? Like, I don't feel qualified to be a dad. Or I don't feel experienced enough to be a husband. I don't feel uh, encouraged enough to, to be in my job. Guys, that's scary. It's because they don't know. They don't know who they are. And we get to share, share with them who they are in Christ. Because, see, we're covered by salvation. My salvation covers everything that I did in the past. I should say in the past. I don't know which way you guys, left to right. You already left to right. So everything in the past, that's covered by salvation. And I have hope for the future. I have a bright hope for the future. I'm encouraged by the future. Because I've got the crystal ball. But right here in this space, grace. I have grace. That's what they don't, they don't understand. When I step on this stage, I'm covered by God's grace. I could say... I, could, I mean, I don't have to worry about what I say because God's going to use my words to bless somebody. It's not me. It's grace. And we have that. So we have some instructions here. We're covered by salvation. We're covered by grace. And we have hope for a brighter future. And that's right here. In Second Chronicles 7.14. The Lord says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Does that encourage you guys? He just told us what he's going to do if we pray. But keep it simple. I'll just tell you guys, keep it simple. For the longest time when I was a, a young Christian, I, was, I would hear people pray. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. I was trying, like, that comparison, the deep joy. Just keep it simple. He's my daddy. He already knows me. All I got to do is talk to him. He already knows you. Just talk to him. Go to him. Like, my kids run to me. Daddy, I'm hurt. Daddy, I'm scared. Daddy, I'm hungry. Like, just tell him what you want. I don't give my kids everything, right? If it's not in their best interest. So I'm not going to expect my father in heaven to give me everything if it's not in my best interest. He's got my best interest in mind. He's got your best interest in mind. Your best interest. He's got it. You don't have it. You don't, you don't have it. You, you, I mean, we're all somewhat selfish. That's true. But he's got my best interest at heart. He's got it in mind. So just tell God how you're feeling. Invite him in. Lord, I'm encouraged. 
Lord, I'm hungry. Lord, I'm scared. Lord, um, fill in the blank. Whatever, whatever you got inside of you, tell him. He already knows, but he wants you to talk to him. He wants me to talk to him. That's why he's been waking me up so darn early. Because if I wake up at normal time, then I'm homeschooling. I'm the PE teacher. I'm the cook. I'm the fill in the blank. It doesn't matter. So, but that's all you got to do, guys. That's what we have to do. We got to read the word, believe the word, live the word. Everything's going to be a okay. I believe that. So, I think I finished on time. Kind of. But wherever you guys are at, if you need someone to pray with you, if you're experiencing some emotions you're not, you're not sure of, I've been there. I'm like, what is this? Like, what is this thing in my throat? And you're like, you're about to cry. I didn't know what that looked like. <laughs> but if you're experiencing some emotions, you want, you want to pray with someone, we have people who are qualified and well-equipped and experienced and mature in their faith that'll do that with you. Don't be afraid. We've got to ask for help. We're all in this together to go to a higher place. So we have some prayer partners. When, when we finish praying, they'll uh, be in here. So grab one of them and, uh, and they'll pray with you. So let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for this time together. Thank you for these people. Thank you for their courage, Lord, to be here in our midst. This is the best place to be in a time of chaos. It's in your house. It's the safest place I could ever think to have my family. And I'm so thankful for that, Father. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit that's filled this place. Lord, we just bless you. We bless your holy name. We thank you for your son, our salvation, our grace. And Father, we're so thankful for hope for the future because we know that you're in our future. And it's in Jesus Christ's name, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen.